0: Hey everybody, my name is Michael Kaiser,
1: and I'm John Wilson,
0: and welcome to another subseries of Make Ours Marvel that we call Not Comics, and this
1: is Not Comics Special Number Two, which is great since we're talking about a movie number two that has recently come out,
0: right? Deadpool.
1: Was it Deadpool Two? I thought we were doing Goonies Two.
0: Oh, shoot! I haven't seen Goonies Two.
1: Yeah, I think Goonies 2 is actually just a video game. <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs> is there really a video game called Goonies 2?
1: I th- There definitely is a video game called Goonies 2. I, I don't know if I
0: ever played it, um, um, but okay. it, it, it did exist. Cool. No, but we're going to talk about Deadpool 2 because as of this recording, it just came out last Thursday, I guess.
1: Yeah, Thursday, Friday. I guess it's weird because the official release dates are Fridays, but everything is on Thursdays now.
0: I know. That's kind of cheap. They used to be like Thursday at midnight, but now it's pretty much just, what, eight o'clock or normal time? Seven. Yeah. That's uh, silliness, I say. Go back to midnight. Make them work to see it. Which
1: means that as a recording on a Thursday night, Solo is out in theaters, and um, I'm not going to see that until tomorrow.
0: I know. We're not there right now. We're bad, bad Marvel hosts.
1: That's right. It's nope. a Marvel Marvel property, Star Wars, so we should, we we could do solo.
0: Like if we ever get to Star Wars, would we talk about Star Wars though? I don't know. I thought about that with Transformers too. Oh uh, yeah. Like Transformers I, I, actually crosses over. I mean, that's true, but we're like kind of sticking with the spandex stuff, so I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. If we get to that, I guess we'll care. But
1: if we get to this, that, maybe I'll just do my like side Transformers podcast project. Yeah, that's what I could do.
0: Under the umbrella of Make Ours Marvel. Right? Great idea. Make um,
1: ours marvel in
0: disguise. And I'll do my Speedball podcast because we'll never get to him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Deadpool 2. That was a big long pause as you tried to figure out who Speedball was, huh?
1: So Deadpool 2. <laughs> I know who Speedball is. I'm reading okay. The New
0: Warriors. I'm just checking. Um, um,
1: so what What did what it say about this? This was <laughs> –
0: You know what's funny is the first one we did was Avengers Infinity War and I had so much to say afterwards. It's like going to explode wanting to talk about all these things and everything. And this movie, it's kind of like it was really enjoyable. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It was super action and fun. And then I I left and high-fived my imaginary friend and was like, yeah, but now what? Like, I don't know. It's cool. It's a great movie, but –
1: Well, then uh, what's your experience with Deadpool outside of these two films?
0: Well, I was – in the, in the in the comic collecting arc that is me the, hey, the midpoint was probably the heyday when like you know Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee and McFarlane and all these soon to be image guys were taking over titles um, or getting their own titles so I was collecting at that point I was collecting all those stupid variant covers all the dumb cards so I was around when uh, Deadpool was first introduced and my take was essentially like he seemed like kind of like Spider-Man but a Spider-Man who murdered people <laughs> like he kind of looks like Spider-Man. You know, he has the same eyes. He's all red. I think Rob right. Liefeld. When did he debut? Like New Mutants 90-something?
1: The New Mutants 98. So that okay. was 1991.
0: So that issue that's worth $5 billion now. Uh that Actually, I, I think
1: it dropped in like December of 90.
0: I had it once. Now I don't have it. Probably sold it for a quarter. Now it's worth $5 billion. Whatever. I'm not bitter. But – in that issue, he looked like Spider-Man, he kind of like was drawn like Spider-Man, and he even had like the mouth, you know, like Merc with the mouth. He did the snarky, sarcastic thing, which is a very Spider-Man bantery thing to do. But yeah, he put his swords through people's heads, too, so that was very different, and he was a bad guy, kind of. And that's really my entire comic book Deadpool experience, I think, was his debut, and I didn't really know anything about him, and I never read the stuff that actually put him on the map where he starts breaking the fourth wall and like having really fun stories written by somebody who I don't know. Right. You probably so, do.
1: Well, yeah, actually I don't, I don't really know a whole lot about Deadpool's comic history. I did. Um, I tried to take the plunge into X-Men comics whenever all new X-Men started, mm-hmm. uh, whenever Brian Michael Bendis brought the original five X-Men to the present day. And I just, I tried to dive in at that point and just start reading all the all the X Men comics and Deadpool I think had a new number one around that time. Um I read a arc called The Dead Presidents. Okay. So those of you Deadpool fans out there know that arc, that's 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 what I was reading. Um and I really could only enjoy his that comic series in small doses. So Is- I couldn't like sit down and read I wouldn't be able to sit down and read an arc of that. Without putting it down, because, um, and this is not the character necessarily. It could be the writer. It could be the character. It could be the story. That particular story wasn't very appealing. I don't know. It's like I. It seemed like I could only take so much of the humor and the silliness and the slapstick. Um, so Mm. I haven't read a whole lot of Deadpool because I didn't really read much after that. Now my son and I read comics for stories at night, and he. You know, like the idea of Deadpool. So he wanted to read some Deadpool. And I was like, okay, well, where do we start with Deadpool? I don't know in Deadpool comics. Where do we start with Deadpool? And I saw that he had some mini series. And I was like, okay, well, let's get his first ongoing series. So we get out his first ongoing series. We read, we read a good like, you know, five or six, maybe, maybe even 10 or 12 issues, um, before he lost interest in it. And it was all right. I, I learned about blind Alfred. I learned about his, um, his friend whose name I forget that's played by the guy who calls him a, Avocado that had sex with uh-huh. avocado. Yeah,
0: but, I know who you're talking about, but gosh, i um, forget his name too now.
1: Yeah, and he keep going, great. I'll look it up. Because we were watching Ready Player One, and there's this character in Ready Player One, and Lily and I are looking at each other going, What is that voice? Oh my gosh, I recognize that voice. Who is that? And we're sitting there and we're thinking, we're like, Oh, I'm never gonna remember. And we're watching, we're watching, and suddenly it comes to me, Ha, it's that guy from Deadpool. TJ Miller.
0: T J Miller.
1: So, T. J. Miller. Not TJ Maxx, that's
0: a shock. Who is also on that uh, HBO show that I just marathoned, so I should have known his name, but I couldn't remember. Which one is that? (laughs) Now you can make me look that up. I can't remember that either. (laughs) It's the one about – oh, Silicon Valley, where I actually live. So duh, I should remember what that's called, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so – but then I'm also doing my X-Men read-through. And I am about a year into X-Force, about mm-hmm. around issue 12 or so, or right around the time that Rob Liefeld left the book. Mm-hmm. So um I have also read his first appearances there um, where Rob Liefeld was drawing and Fabian Niciesa was um, scripting. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting to know Deadpool in the way that he was presented and then getting into his early stuff. He dated Siren for a while when she was involved in x-force which i didn't know but by the time you get to his ongoing series they're already on the outs so she's coming back into his life as a past tense relationship um and i really like siren she he's she's just like one of my not a-list characters that's always really appealed to me Mm um we're talking
0: banshee's daughter yeah Teresa. yeah yeah
1: yeah so um and she was in what was she and she was in that one really Goofball series that I love so much. What's it called? Um She and Madrox. It was his first real time to get the spotlight. What is that series called? Bobby DeCosta was in it. Warlock was in it. Oh crap, this is going to bother me. Okay, you start talking.
0: Um Well, I was while you were doing that, I was quickly looking up trying to be smarter about things and I probably should have done this before the show, but apparently Joe Kelly is the writer who is credited for making him first start talking to the fourth wall or break the fourth wall to talk to the readers and then but christopher priest came along and not only kept that up but actually made him more the butt of jokes it was like he decided it was okay for deadpool to look stupid Mm -hmm. whereas joe kelly was more like serious i'm gonna kill a guy because i'm awesome ninja dude Mm -hmm. so i guess between the two that's sort of where the character really started um Becoming a fan favorite, I guess. I don't, although I don't know, maybe he was a fan favorite when Rob Liefeld introduced him, because I knew I know there was he had his own series like almost immediately. Because as I'm looking here, I recognize the cover to Deadpool, the Circle Chase number one, which is just big letters that say Deadpool, and then there's like a little picture of Deadpool. Um, I think I've read that, but I can't remember. Yeah, that the was story. like in '93. That was just a year or two after he came out. Right. So since you just read his first appearance, or at least more recently than I have, do you remember what? was revealed about him. Cause all I can remember is him just being like a, a banter, guy who killed people. Like he didn't talk about his mutant powers or anything yet.
1: No, no, no. And, and really the very, very first appearance, his banter was even kind of uh, a bit low. It, it was a bit more there in the second appearance and it, you know, mm-hmm. but he, no, he was sent to kill cable. He was sent by Gideon to kill cable, but he did- was hired by, you know, Gideon, who's this, you know, big player in early, early nineties right. X-Force stuff. Um, and uh, oh, from Mr.
0: Tolliver, did he know? He knew somebody to make it seem like he'd been around a while. I yeah, I, I think, but I don't remember who that somebody was. Like there was and right in, now, everyone hints of still his has a
1: mysterious past,
0: right? So it doesn't help that he knows people yeah. that we don't know anything about.
1: I did find the car, the name of that car, uh, comic series, Fallen Angels. Okay. Fallen Angels is an eight issue. It's a delightful slice of eighties Marvel that is really just fantastic. And it has like all these random X characters in it and the vanisher. Um, and it's, it's, it's delightful. So anyone who's out there that wants a random thing to read fallen angels, eight issues. It's really good. But, um, yeah, as far as what's been revealed about him, not a lot. He, uh, he knows who cable is. He's been hired to kill cable by Mr. Tolliver. Who's this person who secretly hates cable for secret reasons that are secret to everyone. Um, <laughs> He knows Domino or he knows Okay, yeah. The person who's pretending to be Domino, because I don't remember, but like around issue ten or eleven uh, they reveal that the Domino you've known this entire time is actually
0: a copycat. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And
1: Domino is being held captive by Mr. Tolliver.
0: Not very so, lucky.
1: Yeah, the luck kind of worn out there, Dom. Um, um,
0: but um but what's weird is even though they don't talk about that, and that's pretty much all I've read about Deadpool, I also knew that ryan reynolds deadpool and wolverine's origin was not quite right yeah like uh i'm not sure how i knew i don't know if i knew because other people told me what deadpool's powers were or if i read it on good old wikipedia or something like that but like i knew like the personality was pretty good i was actually pretty excited when they casted ryan reynolds for the role Mm -hmm. because i've been a fan of him since you know that pizza series really um, We've well, proven think, that he's perfect for Wade Wilson. Totally perfect. He's great at being snarky. You know, he's in good shape. He's young. He's handsome. Not that he needs to be handsome for Deadpool, but you get the idea. Like, it's a great, great casting call on their part. Except, of course, the fact that they went sour with it, which we all know about. And mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about some other episode maybe. But uh yeah, I somehow knew that wasn't right. That he wasn't like a mutant who had awesome sword skills.
1: It's just one of those things where like. Eh. I don't wanna, you know, bash comic book films as a whole, but it's one of those things where it seems to be a commonly made mistake is that you try to get away from the trappings of the comic book and try to do something different and put your own stamp on a character mm-hmm. when really everyone wants to go see their comic books come to life. So yeah. they try to make this like this, you know, cool take on the Deadpool idea. And I'm not saying it was a complete mistake. No. Um
0: just the end, really.
1: But yeah, but obviously Wade Wilson in red, you know, costume that completely covers his face. He almost never takes that fucking mask off and no. he has his swords out and he's slicing people and he's joking and he's shooting people in the head. He's getting shot in the head. He's having to grow his entire body back, his baby arms. And it's just, that's the stuff that happens in the comics. And that's the stuff we want to see.
0: So it was great when Ryan Reynolds and people accidentally leaked that they could do that. And then that got the whole ball rolling on making that happen and for some reason we're talking about Deadpool 2 first instead of Deadpool 1 which is sort of probably what we'll never do again on anything else but I do <clears> really love how it came out in Deadpool 1. I was a big fan of that and I'm – and I equally enjoy this, maybe even more. Um,
1: yeah, because there was like a Ryan Reynolds as comics Deadpool. It was like a some sort of action – sequence that was released they made a
0: demo i believe of the bridge scene where he's drawing and waiting to kill people or something Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and they're like look what we can do and they weren't the story is it was accidentally leaked and but every time he says that story he winks like he did it or something or somebody did it or they knew about it and then that of course made the fans go crazy and want it which kind of pressured the studio into doing it Um, something
1: similar happened with ant-man like they did like
0: yeah. The scene
1: in the first Ant-Man movie where he runs down the hall and jumps on the guy's gun and grabs mm-hmm. him by the tie while he's tiny and does a bunch of size changing back and forth to show that this can be a cool action character. You right. can do neat stuff with Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, and, and a modified version of that ended up in the film.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, same same idea. I guess if you want to get your movie done, release something awesome and then it'll happen, I guess.
1: We should probably mention some of the obvious stuff or some of the uh, maybe not so obvious that no one ever thought about. Maybe there's like one person out there doesn't know this. But like Wade Wilson is supposed to be a riff on Slade Wilson and Deadpool was supposed to be a riff on Deathstroke
0: from DC. Well, you, I'll raise my hand and say that I never really put that together. So that is a pretty funny.
1: Um, but I haven't read but, any Deathstroke from the 80s to see what exactly. Well, he is also um, a
0: mercenary, isn't he?
1: He was a very yeah. He's a mercenary, and he has the full body costume. He has the 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 mm-hmm. the, the mask on his face. You can't see his face.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Wow! And
1: with a less mouthy Deadpool, there's probably even a lot more similarity there. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely moved away from that. Oh yeah. Um, so and, you know that was back in that day. Whenever you could say the Teen Titans are going to go fight the Terminator. And your first thought is the orange and blue mask, not a cyborg from the future.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: After, after that Terminator movie came out, they had to start, they had to use that name less.
0: (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, so your overall thoughts on the movie, like how does it compare to the first one or, or did you like even like the first one?
1: No, I really did like the first one. In fact, um, I managed to get my wife to watch it and she really laughed her butt off on it. So. Um, Lily and I went and saw the first one. We laughed. It was fun. It was great. And I went to Deadpool two, of course, all excited. And there's a lot. I don't know if a lot. But there's, I feel like there's definitely more story going on in the second one. Oh yeah. Like it's still super funny. So many laughs, so vulgar, so violent, so hilarious. But like with more actual meat
0: drama, to the narrative. Yeah. 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 Cause the first one is kind of just about how he gets horribly disfigured and then wants revenge and or have it to have it reversed so he can hook up with his girlfriend again. Mm-hmm. And then they end up hooking up and it doesn't get reversed, obviously. But the second one, like, man, right out of the way. I mean, they get, they kill her. So right. that was kind of unexpected. Yeah. I credit uh, that. Oh, I totally did. I mean, it's like here I go thinking it's going to come in and be like a, you know, silly fun movie. And it's like, nope, gut wrenching first moment. Uh, well, actually, the first moment was him turning on his uh homemade Wolverine's dead uh music box before he kills himself, which was super hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we find out the reason he wants to kill himself is because Vanessa died because of him kind of, you know, people attacked his home based on actions he did. And, you know. He couldn't stop a bullet and then he wants to kill himself. So he blows himself off with all this kerosene and stuff and then Colossus shows up. So that's one thing I really love about these Deadpool movies is we finally get like an awesome Colossus. Yeah. Because, you know, not to slam the guy in the, in the, uh, singer verse X2 X2 and then subsequent, I think he was also in the third one in the end. Oh, yeah, He, he fought been, yeah. with all those guys, but like, you know, he was just one an American, which, eh, why'd you do that? Because Russia is kind of a big part of his character in a way. And then also, like, he just armored up the one time and punched dudes through the wall, which was awesome. But then he just, like, helps the kids escape. He doesn't, like, go side to side with, like, Wolverine and beat up anybody else or anything like that. So we never really get, like, Colossus Colossus awesomeness. And he's, like, one of my favorite X-Men, at least visually. You know, he's just so cool. So now that they're doing that on these Deadpool movies, that's really exciting. And he's in this one a lot.
1: Yeah, he's in this one a whole lot, and um there's some cool jokes with that. And he's completely CGI, so they're all interacting with a mm-hmm. cartoon who's not even there. It's all Roger Rabbit acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I say that off the top of my head, but it, do you realize that Who Framed Roger Rabbit paved the way for things like The Lord of the Rings and <laughs> this? <Whoa. laughs> People interacting with like animated characters who aren't there?
0: I don't know if... I know Lord of the Rings, they used, like, that motion capture thing, which is kind of different than just putting a stick there with a face on it, you know?
1: Yeah, but I don't think he was there in the scene with them. They they had no. him acting to do the motion capture, but whenever the other characters were acting against Gollum, Gollum wasn't in the room.
0: Really? Yeah, I, 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 I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty I don't know sure that's, that – I don't know one way or another either, and I don't know how they do it with Colossus either, but yeah. I think – I mean, yeah, he definitely looks like – Not real, but he doesn't look so bad that it takes me out of anything. Like there's been other, like pretty much the entire Hobbit series looked horrible, but like Colossus looks pretty good. And I, I enjoy, uh, when he shows up. Yeah. Um, He's
1: good. Um, going back to the whole killing, um, oh crap. Vanessa. Yeah. I did see an article that compared her to a refrigerator girl trope Mm -hmm.
0: from Green Lantern.
1: Yeah. And that's for those who don't know, that's the trope where. A female character is killed not because of her character or for the purposes of her narrative, but solely to support the narrative of a male character and like giving him like a revenge quest or whatever. So. Yeah. I, I, when I, once I saw that and I thought about that in context of Vanessa, I was like, th- that's not wrong and that's a little bit unfortunate. Well,
0: I think it's more than just that though. I think the refrigerator thing was one. It was always done in a kind of horrible, evil way, killing mm-hmm. them. So in this particular case in Green Lantern, like his girlfriend gets stuffed into a refrigerator, right? Right. Um, and yeah. also it's just not – it doesn't seem to happen in the reverse as I think the bigger argument. Like yeah. the, the boyfriends never get stuffed in refrigerators. You know? it is de-
1: yeah, it's definitely a, a one-way, you know, so gender-biased
0: act. Right. I don't mind it so much as an inspiration for our main character to do something because everything that happens in the movie should be an inspiration for the main character to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. It should all be about the main character. It's his story. It's his journey. It's who we're latching on to. But yeah, like in Wonder Woman, we don't have Steve Trevor getting killed or I can't even think of any other like female lead – superhero action movies right now so that that's a problem in itself i guess but yeah yeah uh yeah i mean i don't Uh, know it does drive the entire story though so and he undoes it so how does that work or did he undo it or is that just uh, jokes
1: no he didn't undo her getting killed yeah he did and oh and yeah that's right when he was doing all the time hopping didn't he
0: yes but is that real or is that just a nudge nudge parts of the credit haha this is funny but we won't acknowledge that next movie I think that's it's a, real. That's a really good question. Because it's Deadpool, so how how much drama can we have here? You know, it should be real. It happened on the screen. Yeah, but he also killed himself on the screen before he signed a Green Lantern script. So how real is that? You know, and, and then he, he just
1: k- killed somebody who looks like him who's <laughs> wanting to make a Green Lantern <laughs> and he, movie.
0: And then he kills uh, Deadpool from X Men Origins before Wolverine and he can fight just to <laughs> restore balance to the universe or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say it's real because that's the whole point of Deadpool—is it's just silly and funny, and let's just let it happen.
1: Oh, I remember something else about Deadpool that I read. Okay, for the uh when there was seventy, whenever Marvel came out with the list of seventy-five greatest Marvels as selected by the readers, the Deadpool Illustrated trilogy of miniseries was on there. So I read that. Okay, and that's where he—oh um oh, crap—he interacts with um some classic works of literature. I think he ends up killing the Marvel. I don't know. I remember it's been it's been like three years now. And I read it once. So, but Deadpool Illustrated is supposedly one of the seventy five greatest Marvel comics ever done, and you should go check it out.
0: Okay. Uh, random side note. So, what did you think of the big deal? Once again, like we said in Avengers Infinity, I felt like they lied to us in trailers in a good way, like surprised us by having oh
1: fuck X Force
0: inserting the Hulk and things that he wasn't actually there in. You know. Yeah. And then in this one, it's like. This big sign up thing, which actually happens in the movie, you know, all these people sign up to help him with his quest to defeat Cable, who I guess if you haven't seen the movie, we should say Cable's trying to kill like this kid because in the future, the kid is so, is addicted to killing and becomes so evil that he like ends up killing Cable's family as in retribution, kind of like the way Vanessa was killed in retribution for, by Deadpool or for Deadpool. Um, so parallels there. And then, uh, so the kid's just his, His mutant powers are manifesting for the first time as Deadpool joins the X-Men to try and, like, do good and, like, find his soul again after Vanessa's dead. That's, like, his idea is, like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do something or find a new family. And, oh, my God. So he goes to encounter this kid. I'm totally derailing the original question, but I don't care. Um, He goes to encounter this kid, and the kid's at, like, this uh boarding school, right? Not for mutants, though, just a boarding school. Mm -hmm. And he sees marks on the kids' necks. And here we here we go again with like, you think you're just going to this silly movie. And then Deadpool's all like – Yeah, and Deadpool, like, addresses it, you know? It's suddenly not funny anymore. And he's like, are these guys hurting you, you know? And that makes me think, like, I bet you there's times in Deadpool comics where he loves kids. He seems like one of those guys who'd be fine with killing anybody but probably not kids or maybe puppies. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like he's one of those guys. So – that really like choked me up. Where he's like, "Are are one of the are one of these guys, you know, hurting you?" And then he finds out, and of course, he does the Deadpool thing and shoots the guy in the face. But uh, yeah.
1: And in a drop line of dialogue, we find out that uh, Domino went to the same school, mm-hmm. and this is the Essex School. Is that so a thing? Mister Sinister tie, and that's where Cyclops <gasps>
0: wrote. I didn't know that's, that. That's okay. Scott
1: Summers' orphanage.
0: Okay, I didn't pick that up. So that's interesting.
1: Um. Yeah, and you said it was not a school for mutants. I think it actually is t- intended to be seen as a school for mutants, where mutants are like tried tortured out of
0: being able to okay. use their powers. Or yeah, you're right. They all were mutants, weren't they?
1: But but yeah. So Fire Fist, you know, he's abused physically. It's implied that maybe even sexually. Huh. Um, and he wants the fuck out of there. Yeah,
0: and um, and so, he, makes, he makes it happen because he, Deadpool shoots the teachers and they arrest both of them.
1: So he goes to prison and cable comes to shoot the kid and, um, but you were, you were going towards the X-Force thing. Yes. And they definitely shot X-Force footage mm-hmm. just for the trailers. Mm-hmm. And they said that like, you know, all the actors were really on board with the gag because you don't, you don't usually shoot stuff just for trailers. No. Um, you might like shoot guy? stuff Who's for scenes that get dropped in the.
0: From everybody hates Chris or, uh, Reno 99 or, or, uh, Bedlam Brooklyn, Brooklyn 99. Yeah. Bedlam. I can't remember what the actor's name is. He's been in a lot of stuff though, but, uh, yeah. In the trailer it specifically shows him like punching a dude and they talk about Bedlam, you know, um, and he didn't do anything. They of that. bring
1: in, they bring in Shatterstar. Yeah. And they said they use Shatterstar to give more weight to the gag. Mm-hmm. Like, they really wanted to convince the viewer that they were going to do X-Force. So yeah. they brought in Shatterstar and what happens? They all get killed.
0: They get killed before they even get going because they all jump out of an airplane. We see that in the trailer too. Uh huh. To like, because the thing is like, uh, what's his face? Fireface, Firefist or whatever is being, being transported or something like that. And they're all worried Cable's going to try and kill him again because he's already tried once in the prison. And so they're going to like, uh, you know, find this transport. They're going to jump out of an airplane, parachute down, find the transport, and I guess get them out or whatever. But they all die horrible deaths on the way down. <laughs> so Bedlam hits a bus.
1: And he's the first one to go. And I was like, yeah. of course they killed the black guy. Why did they kill the black guy? But then they kill everybody.
0: And what's funny is Bedlam, I've never heard of, like, okay, I cheated. I've never heard of some of these mutants. So when they were saying their names on the trailer, I looked them up. And Bedlam's power is like he controls electricity or something, right? Um Which he does in the movie. He, like, makes the lights dim and things like right. that. But in the trailer, he's punching someone like he's super strong. So I thought that was kind of weird. Like, is he Bedlam or is he just – are they just using the name Bedlam? But then it turns out it doesn't matter because they just put his head through a bus. <laughs> so that was cool. And, uh,
1: and Shatterstar goes through a shredder or something <laughs> like that and ends up green blood and guts everywhere, like green splats.
0: Uh, and the best part about that was, was A, Shatterstar sort of looked like a doof. I thought, like, even in the trailer, I was kind of like, mm, uh-huh. I don't know. This is like two on the nose with the costume. Right. But then it works so well because he dies. But two, in the movie, he says multiple times how superior he is to everybody. Um, that's his mutant power. He's from another planet and he's just superior in every way to all of us. And then I think he even says that like right before he goes into the shredder and green blood spurts out everywhere. <laughs> so, and, um,
1: and you think Peter's going to survive. But then Acid Vomit Dude acid vomits on him, and his arm gets bloodied off.
0: So the acid guy, what's his name? I don't remember. I don't remember his name But either. he gets stuck into a wood chipper. Yeah. And he's halfway in, and Peter's like – Peter's like, I'll something like, I'll save you. And the guy's like, no, leave me. And he's like, no, man, you're an X-Force just like me or something like that. You know, we X-force. don't, we don't leave each other. And then the guy like gets chopped up enough to where he pukes up blood, which of course is acid bio, that's his mutant power. And then Peter's <laughs> arm gets melted off essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Disintegrated. Burned
0: up. So that sucks. But Peter also gets saved in the end. Yes. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about in the mid credits, not the end credits, but the mid credits, cause there are no end. Scenes, but uh he uses Cable's time travel device to go back and fix things. So he saves Vanessa. He tells at least tells Peter. I don't know if he saves any of the other X Force members or how he even could. He does. I don't think. I he don't does. think he could really. Like, what would he do? Because I mean, he unless tells he,
1: Peter, to, to, to go have a good day.
0: Yeah, just just leave, man, leave. And Peter's like, okay, can you give Domino my number? <laughs> or something like that to the Ronald texter. And then he like kills Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds can sign the green Lantern contract. And he kills Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool from X-Men origins before like that character can do anything essentially. Yeah. So it's the four things he does. Um, but yeah, it's total like scam on, on uh, the trailer there.
1: Now it makes me wonder, are they actually doing an X-Force movie?
0: Oh, did they announce that they're doing one? I thought they were doing an X-Force movie. Well, here's the thing. They all walk away in the end. Are those guys X-Force now? Maybe they are. Because the thing is like, okay, here's the thing that I don't like about this movie. One thing, Megasonic Teenage Warhead was not in it enough. That, no. That bothered me. It was like the actress had no time and she just did like a one half hour shooting or something like that.
1: I think she was in this less than she was in the
0: first one. I know. I wanted more because the first one was like just her and Colossus in the end helping out. This one, Colossus is in the whole movie and I kept thinking like, She'll be in it too, right? And her new girlfriend, who's hilarious, by the way. Yukio's uh, Yukio's delightful. Yukio. <laughs> is that a real character? They just make her up for the movie. Well, I- there is a character Yukio
1: in Wolverine's story, but she's like a ninja thief and uh, nothing like the Yukio in this. Okay. I think Yukio is a relative – not an uncommon Japanese girl name.
0: Right. But her she does have a mutant power. She can like smack things and electrify the thing that she's smacking things with or something like that. <laughs> hmm um, but anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so not enough Negasonic Teenage Warhead. She was only in like a couple scenes. And uh, I can't remember what my point was there other than – oh, so my point was she flies off with Yukio in the Blackbird and Colossus walks away with Cable, Domino, Deadpool, and Firehands or Firefist or whatever the heck his name is. Um, so it seemed like they were like a new group. That could be. That could be. That would be a great ex- – Force movie, in my opinion. Way better than having Shatterstar in Bedlam.
1: Yeah, and I think having Cable and Domino and, and uh, Deadpool on there leads credence to the X-Force concept. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so just looking up, the previous X-Force plans have been kind of circulating the rumor mill since like 2013, 2014. Those have been scrapped once the idea was changed to being a spin-off of Deadpool. Okay. So... Um, uh, I don't know. I can't. They do have a director. The guy who did Cabin in the Woods was hired in late seventeen. Um, I don't really know where. Some reports indicate the film is going to go into production in October. That might that might happen if it goes into production in October. It'll probably be over by early nineteen, which means it could be out in twenty. You know, a year for special effects.
0: So a few more appearances, lest we forget mm-hmm. um the entire like. Well, like Professor X, Beast, Quicksilver, Cyclops, and Storm—at least a Nightcrawler—I think—we're all like <laughs> hiding behind a door. <laughs> that was a really awesome shot. It was like a really brief scene.
1: Yeah, and it, I, I, I sat there as soon as they have like the the one and a half seconds that they're on the screen. I'm like, how did they do that?
0: Yeah, probably by having them film that some other time and then just putting it in with CGI or something. I would imagine. I don't know. Or
1: maybe maybe all those poses are from some other movie and they're just all like Photoshop CGI'd into that one shot. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And then I'm reading right now. I'm totally cheating. But whoever Dave Holler is in X-Men Legion, do you watch that show? Dave Holler is is
1: Legion. He's the son of um
0: Okay. Well, he, he's the serial kid that he signed Hugh Jackman. Is that true? I don't know. He's what? He appears as a young mutant, mutant credited as serial kid. Oh, who – I'm sorry. Let me read this again. Luke Ross, Rossler, who portrays a young David Haller in the X-Men-based television series Legion. So at some point they flashback and show him as a kid or something? Oh, maybe. So that, uh, I've only seen
1: one episode of Legion.
0: That kid is the kid eating cereal when Deadpool gets thrown through the window by uh Juggernaut, and like he gets up and he looks at the Wheaties box that has Hugh Jackman on it, and he signs his name, Hugh Jackman, or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Okay, small little. That thing. seems
1: unlikely. That seems like more like a coincidence, or, or a same actor in two different films than an actual Could character be. crossover. Could be because um yeah, Legion's all grown up in the movie in the TV show that he's in. Um, Juggernaut. That's another thing that was like. Successfully kept under yeah. the belt, and no one you, knew Juggernaut was in this movie.
0: Did you guess? Because um, I didn't. I'll admit it. I had no idea who was behind that wall.
1: But I, I I thought maybe before the wall actually opened up, but did I? Was I confident in that? Maybe no, not at all.
0: So like in the movie, the entire time with like the the kid says something because he's trying to be all cocky when he first gets in this prison. And he says like something like, you just got to beat up the biggest bad guy, and then you, you run the show. But then it turns out the biggest bad guy is some dude they keep behind a wall, um, and he's really scary. But the kid manages to befriend him anyway, but you never see who it is for the longest time. And then finally it's revealed that it is legit Juggernaut, which, by the way, is cool because he's in a mutant prison where everybody has no powers because of this collar repressing thing. Mm-hmm. But he's he's the juggernaut, so A, he's not a mutant necessarily, unless they decide to change that later, but they didn't say one way or the other. And B, he has no call, neck to put a collar on, so he actually has his powers and he's just behind this really thick wall that like, he's stuck in. Right. That was cool.
1: Although, one
0: thing that was there
1: and totally doable and completely missed, they didn't draw a connection between Juggernaut and Black Tom Cassidy.
0: They did not, but Black Tom Cassidy was in the prison –
1: he was yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was there. Black yeah. Tom was there. He was present. He he was definitely African American, <laughs> as the ongoing gag in the film. And um, all I can
0: remember is that he's African American. <laughs> yeah.
1: Should you call him Black Tom or Tom of Color?
0: Um, Hi, my name is White Wade Wilson. <laughs> that really made me laugh. But anyway.
1: I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it could have been just a line. It could have been like, "You killed my best friend," or something like that, you know? And, yeah, yeah, it could have been. He
0: didn't have a lot uh, of lines. He was more like a, seemed like a really kind of like a dumb monster who latched onto the kid because the kid gave him his food. I and mean,
1: then, he, and then and then it, Deadpool could have been like, "Oh, congratulations, you have a black friend," you know? It, it, yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, they could. The have, joke would have been there. I mean, our head canon could be that they both got arrested at the same time, and that's why they're both there. Yeah. But, but, yeah, he doesn't mention the, him at all.
1: And, you know, to not discredit the writers, maybe they did write a scene or, or write a line or something and mm-hmm. just ended up on the editing room floor. It could, it could have been there.
0: How fun was that Colossus versus Juggernaut fight, though? That really made me happy. That was a good fight. Just, like, not only are we getting Colossus, finally, but we're getting – like, in the first movie, he fights, like, some dudes and then a chick who's really strong, and I don't know who it was. But this movie – I was so Colossus hoping to show up juggernaut. because Juggernaut's like mopping the floor with all of them. Then Colossus shows up to save the day, which was one of the funniest scenes in the movie, I thought. Where, mm-hmm. <laughs> where like there's this romantic music and slow motion, and he's holding Deadpool in his arms. But then it's like, uh, yeah, they just get at it. And it was exciting, very satisfying.
1: And the music during the fight, holy shit balls, holy shit balls.
0: <laughs> Which they play at the end of the trailer too, or the right. end of the credits if
1: it's the mother juggernaut. <laughs> holy shit balls. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're gonna to have to mark this one um as
0: explicit. Yeah. Or you could beep that out. I don't want to go back and bleep this stuff. Yeah, well I don't know how to mark one episode explicit, so now we're at <laughs> an impasse. Anyway Just don't tell your family kids, I guess. Anyway, it's a Deadpool um, 2 episode. Right. How can we not say the F word at least once, right? Let's um, – so yeah, great story, blah, blah, blah. Um, actually, let's – I got one more thing to say about story. I don't know about you. Then we can go on to maybe like what we thought of the characters or the actors or whatever. But another uh, emotional scene, even though it's weird because you kind of know he's not really going to die. And they play it as a joke in a way because he dies. He has a really long extended death scene. Mm-hmm. is Deadpool himself, like where he sacrifices himself to teach the kid that, you know, there are people that care about him and you don't have to become a murderer and all that stuff. Right. Um, and then he like lays there and he does the typical hero. I'm dying. And then he think you think he's dead, but then he's not dead and he keeps doing it. And then you think he's dead and he's not dead. and He keeps doing it very long time. It's like the Austin power P P scene. Really It just goes on longer than you think it is. And it just keeps getting funnier and funnier for some reason. Um, but it was also sad. Like they did a good job of balancing Deadpool silliness with, you know, legit drama. And then when he does kind of die, he sees Vanessa and they have a talk and she tells him to go back and all that stuff is really well done.
1: Yeah. It, it does that. It, they, they were successful in doing that thing that people talk about where you have a comedy that's so comedic that when it does go dark, it catches you by surprise. Mm. And, um, and that particular mode of storytelling is really widely, re, you know, revered and regaled and and people love it. Like, you know, Peter David is really well known for comedy, comedy, comedy. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: drama. Right. Um, yeah. or I we didn't even kind of,
1: yeah, yeah. We, I don't think movies have to be that way. You can have movies that are serious with occasional comedic moments or even not occasional comedic moments. And it's not that they're bleak. They're just serious. Um, but this, that type of storytelling, they did really well here. And I, um, I really liked that. And there's a saying in comedy, like once is funny, twice is silly, three times is annoying, but four times can be funny
0: again. <laughs> right. That's exactly what that scene was like.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> he just wouldn't stop dying. Right. <laughs> so much so that you buy it when he right. dies, when he finally descends into, um, Vanessa land, the, the little watery, you know, apartment they live in. You buy, you think he's dead. You think he's gone. You think he's reuniting with his girlfriend. He does reunite with his girlfriend. Uh huh. And then she tells him to go back and Dr. Strange uses the time stone.
0: Oh, so that's okay. Not to get picky about time travel because a, you know, it's not real anyway. And B, this is a silly movie by design, but that stuff sometimes drives me nuts when like you have what seems to be rules of time travel and then they just do whatever. Mm hmm. Because, like, okay, it's one thing if Cable exists in the future and then comes to the past where he doesn't exist or at least not there. I don't know how old he is or how far in the future he's from. Maybe he exists as a baby or something. But that's fine. But then in the end, he uses the time travel and goes back to where he already was.
1: Yeah, but that's actually a really common trope of time travel stories. But it's like, going going back in be time time and Cables? Becoming the person you were instead of – right.
0: So I guess existing alongside, but he does call it like slipping or something. So maybe that is how it works. Like he could slip through his own timeline or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that doesn't make so, sense either. So no,
1: because in the comics he does body slide and he does time slide. Um, you know, I don't know based on the little that I've read. Because, like I said, I'm in early days with all, all these 90s comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever actually coexisted with Baby Cable.
0: So, see, if my if it was my own Michael Kaiser time travel rules in that movie, like to me, if I was writing that, and he went back in time again in his own something he already had done, in this case, fight Juggernaut again, there'd be the guy who was already fighting Juggernaut, and then there'd be another Cable hiding behind a tree somewhere watching it, you know, right. like like Marty McFly in. In Back to the Future too, or whatever, and the same or like thing
1: with all de- those people who were there at the JFK shooting. All the time travelers, like there are right. fifty time travelers at the JFK shooting, hiding behind different trees and shit.
0: Yeah, of course, because we're all interested in that moment, right? We
1: were trying to stop it or something. I don't know.
0: Um, and then the same with Deadpool. He goes back in time and saves Vanessa, and he saves Peter or Peter, yeah, and uh, yeah. So it's like he was already there. So how come there's not two, two Deadpool's there? But again, just nitpicking something that didn't really bother me that much. But sometimes yeah. like sometimes it's like they just get really loosey goosey with time travel.
1: Um
0: what do you think of Josh in, Brolin?
1: Oh, I loved him. Like yeah. he was a better cable than he
0: was a Thanos. And he was a great Thanos.
1: Yeah. But I cable think, was even more solid. I loved cable. Probably because um,
0: you know he's not CGI effect at that point. So
1: now the best cable is Jay Ediden's mother. Huh? I know you you explain you explored the explain the X Men comic uh, podcast a little bit.
0: A little bit. Are,
1: um, are you aware that did you listen to early episodes or recent episodes?
0: Just like the first five or so,
1: maybe. Okay, so back then Jay was going by Rachel. Um, that person's mother cosplayed as Cable at a recent convention,
0: uh-huh.
1: and Jay cosplayed as um, as a gender swapped Hope Summers. Okay. So, and they were fantastic. And I want to find these pictures and send them to you because they were really, really just great. Um, Ray, Beta, Cable. I'm looking on Twitter. Um, okay, yeah. Copy image address. Go to Skype and type it into the thingy. See if that works.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: So that's the mom dresses Cable and that's uh, Jay... Uh, dressed as hope summers um i'm, I'm gonna give so it yeah, to josh
0: brolin but that is pretty good
1: but i did like i really did like josh brolin and you know they they changed cable they changed cable to simplify his insanely convoluted backstory
0: okay um so i don't really all i know is he's scott summer's son sent to the future kind of that's all i really and he's telekinetic his mutant mm-hmm. power is telekinesis maybe that's yeah, all i really he, know
1: he is the son of Scott and a clone of Jean Grey.
0: Uh huh. What's her face? And Madeline Pryor. Ma-
1: Madeline Pryor. Um, and he was infected with the techno-organic virus as an infant and then saved by this future mysterious lady named Ascani who took him to the far future. And then, um, and then cable shows up running around getting, turning the new mutants into soldiers. And it is very slowly revealed. Uh, it's not even explicitly revealed until long after if you're paying attention you definitely know reveal. You know what I mean? Like, it's like mm-hmm. they drop enough clues that you can figure it out before it's explicitly said cable is the son of, you know, whatever. Um but yeah. And his powers, yeah, he's he's techno organic, so like he's a cyborg. He's like the he's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger peel off half my face and it's a cyborg cyborg. Um And he can manipulate things telekinetically, and um, he's really, really good at handling guns that are larger than small states.
0: Yeah. Well, that was just a 90s thing in general. (laughs) Everybody did that. Um, Well, I like the – I mean they could always get into all that stuff because they didn't really tell us much about him other than he had a family that got killed and he wanted to prevent it. Right. Um, He could still be the son of Cyclops. He could still be – all kinds of crazy hot mess, but I like that they just simplified it for this movie. That he's a dude who came back to, you know, kill John Connor essentially.
1: Yeah, so. really, actually, is exactly what it was. He came back to kill John Connor, mm-hmm. um, and his daughter's name is name dropped his Hope, which is a nice nod to the events of the comics from the mid two thousands. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with all that.
0: Little, I mean yeah, the so X Men. That- the X Men are a hot mess. It's impossible to be.
1: Yeah, they are. Familiar. They are. Uh, After the whole No More Mutants thing, there was like the one mutant baby, the first one that was born after No More Mutants and little redhead baby named Hope and Cable took her into the future and raised her.
0: That's why I like when when people love the singer stuff and they're always like, but the continuity makes no sense. It's like, so they're perfectly capturing comic book X-Men on film then. Why are you complaining? It
1: is is weird how the X-Men film franchise (laughs) – it So well resembles the X-Men comic, (laughs) right? You don't really know what's happening,
0: but you like the fights and the characters, so you keep watching anyway.
1: Right? Yeah. I think it's And and they've gone back and – they have literally gone back and rebooted themselves and overwritten the timeline. Yeah.
0: And (laughs) – Good luck, everybody. But, you know, we like watching Hugh Jackman slash things, so we keep watching anyway. And he's done now. Well, he was in this one, but, you know, not really, obviously.
1: Yeah, I don't think he was really in it.
0: No, I, he was. I don't think, they showed him.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he filmed a new thing. No, for no, him. he didn't. Like no. uh, the guy who played the beast. Um, what's his name? He was the he was Kelsey Fraser,
0: Chelsea Grammar.
1: Yeah, Kelsey Grammar. I don't think that the, he put on blue makeup again for this. He's he's t- fifteen oh. years older now.
0: No, and he wasn't even in this. He was a. Uh, it was the other guy. Was it the other beast? Yeah, it was the Nicholas Holt guy.
1: Okay, still I. I I think they were really clever about going and getting footage of oh,
0: these characters. That was absolutely um X Men Origins footage. Okay. okay. But I think I think he had to give his permission at least. So technically Wolverine's in it. Like if you collect all the X Men movies with Wolverine in it, he's in this movie. But yeah, it's the same scene. Gotcha. Actually actually I read that they used like uh, uh some dialogue that was, you know, um cut or, you know. Alternate takes. So it is kind of a different scene that you've never seen before, but, yeah. uh, but you know, not really, but not shot new. Um,
1: and I, I might be running out of things to say about the film, but I really did like it. It really was fun. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoyed it more than the first one. I don't, I, I keep saying, I think, because I don't normally like putting things up against each other and saying which one I liked more than the other ones, mm-hmm. but
0: but you have to. I, I
1: thoroughly enjoyed the first one.
0: Yeah, me too. Like I don't know. I guess they're maybe I just say I like this one better because it's newer. But right, I could easily watch the other one again too.
1: Yeah, I could go and watch a part one and two back to back on a Saturday for no reason or whatever.
0: Yeah, and if this spawns into an X Force um, thing, that should be pretty exciting. I would wonder mm-hmm. if 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 he is an X Force, if he would break the fourth wall still, or if they would make that more straight because it's a team book, team book, team movie.
1: Or if Deadpool would still be Deadpool, or if he would just be part of the team. I don't know. It's almost like he should be I mean, Deadpool. He could still Deadpool be funny. And the X Force.
0: He could still be funny, but is he going to talk about Ryan Reynolds, or is he going to like wink at us when. Right. You know, I don't know. He may not.
1: That guy has the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Right. X Force. <laughs> All right. Um, should we wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Um, what's the next movie that Marvel's putting out?
0: Um. Infinity War two can't be
1: no. There's stuff before that. I made a whole list recently.
0: I know, but I thought, oh, Ant Man and Wasp, Ant Man and the Wasp. When's that? So that's July. So we got. We should do one of these for June. We could do one of these for June. That maybe we do like something older. Um, Yeah, we were gonna put like a vote, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, no one's been emailing Al. You've been sending us. Well, this is now. No, this is this is current. So yeah, Al's been sending us stuff. And we're going to read your stuff out. We're going to talk about it soon. But um, not many people have been, have been sending us things. It's Maybe like, we need to
0: make a uh, – like a you vote for the next one thing and we'll come up with five options or something. Yeah. Or four. They should
1: make a contest except I had nothing prize worthy to give away.
0: Um, our voices. I have a salt
1: shaker with salt in it next to me. I could send that to someone.
0: Whoever whoever picks the one that ends up winning wins the uh, episode that we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get
1: exclusive rights to download the episode to your device.
0: Well, you and everybody else who voted for that same movie.
1: Yeah, but no one else is going to dev- download it to that
0: person's device. True. Let's hope not.
1: Right. So, like, if, if Felicia wins the prize, Felicia gets to download the episode to Felicia's device. No one else is going to download it to Felicia's device. Only she is.
0: What if we, like, picked, like what we consider the five worst movies we'd have to cover and put those up for <laughs> 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 just to start getting them out of the way. Cause we're so far, we're talking about awesome stuff. That's no fun. Let's talk about something.
1: Horrible. And part of me just wants to go grab the first Marvel production ever made. Say, Hey, let's do that.
0: Which would be what? Captain America cereal.
1: Yeah, Captain America's serial. We haven't had Captain America on the show yet, so that feels I weird. I
0: know. Yeah, that does feel a little weird.
1: I mean, despite the fact that we've had none of these characters on the show yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that Captain America's serial does not rep, does not resemble Captain America in any way anyway, so what does it matter? Oh yeah. He's like an FBI agent or something, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway. We'll come up with something, guys. I think we should do a poll, though. I don't know what, though. We'll figure it out.
1: If you have any ideas of uh, things you want to, you want to hear. Oh, you know what? Um, Blaine did suggest the Trank, uh, Fantastic Four film. What's Trank? Would, I think Trank is the name of the director. Like and the newest even,
0: one? Yeah. Oh, I'm down for that. Cause like I said, I haven't seen it. So something new, that'd be cool. I actually would like the excuse to see it again. And. We have definitely talked about Fantastic Four, because that's kind of our
1: Dude, we have talked about the Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah. So I let's do this.
1: Yes, okay. Okay, for next that month.
0: whole idea, we're gonna take it back into our control and pick Fantastic right.
1: Four. Sorry, Felicia. You can download this episode to your device too. Um
0: so what year did that come out? Uh that was two thousand sixteen, I think. Okay, so pretty recent. Boy, we're doing a lot of recent ones. But yeah, that'd be cool because that's the origin of Fantastic Four, right? Mm-hmm. In their mind. So and we've covered that on the show, so it'd be interesting to compare. Hey, and contrast Have that. you
1: read Ultimate Fantastic Four?
0: A little, yeah.
1: Like the first arc or two? Yeah. Okay. You'll 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 get a lot of
0: vibes. Yeah, that's about. what I figured. I could tell based on the trailer. Yeah. You were going that direction. So
1: Well good, it gives me an excuse to watch that movie again. So we'll do that sometime in June. I don't know exactly when yet.
0: Right. Um when we when we right. figure out how to find the, the movie to watch for free. <laughs> I'll probably buy it on Amazon, actually. Oh uh, well, or rent it or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, stream it down. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Send your thoughts to our um, email podcast at makecarsmarvel dot com.
0: And we'll probably release a uh, comic book episode the same day as this. So check your stream for that to keep going with our ongoing quest to cover everything spandex related in Marvel comics in the Marvel universe. In the Marvel universe,
1: Marvel universe
0: not Marvel, star wars
1: universe
0: not star wars not transformers not transformers except that one with spider-man in it
1: and i guess we do have to do 2001 a space odyssey cuz it has machine man in it but we'll figure that out in 1977
0: okay <laughs> next year
1: <laughs> right thanks for listening everyone bye
0: bye